What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We're bringing you guys another off-season podcast. We've got some more Damian Lillard topics to discuss. You know it's going to happen every single week. The schedule has been released since our last podcast. We'll kind of go in-depth on that, talk about what our favorite games are, some tidbits of the schedule. Um, you've probably already seen some of the news circulating around when games are scheduled or what games are nationally televised if you follow our Instagram or Twitter. So stay tuned to hear about that. We have our thoughts and then we'll just kind of do some tidying up uh, thoughts and opinions on other things going on in a blazer world. It's August 22nd. So we're now about two months from opening night and it feels like this off season has honestly been so long. I mean, obviously the blazers were practically done playing competitive basketball post trade deadline. So it's been a long time since we've seen some some good Blazer basketball. Uh, but we'll start with Damian Lillard stuff. And uh, Wes, you said you had a couple couple things you wanted to cover from the jump. So uh, let's get into that. Yeah, first, before I do that, um, how, how are y'all doing? Cole, you look to be in a new location. You can tell the viewers what, what you're doing. Yes. So we're actually, uh, I guess we're not in our final destination probably for the season. I am, yeah. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be on the move here soon, but yeah, I'm up at college now. Uh, I actually got a solid setup. I'm not mad about it. Uh, comment down below what you think this flag is behind me. If you if you can't tell, uh, that's kind of sad, but uh, maybe you guys can figure yeah. out if you're listening on audio. Uh, just know it's a state that starts with an M and it rhymes with uh, Montana. Just <laughs> no, <laughs> two and two together. I, I wanted to get some Blazer stuff. The only Blazer thing I have here is, of course, our Ripsy Rundown merch. I brought a, like I think I brought the black shirt and the red shirt, and then also I got my blazer beanie. I don't know why that's just kind of a comfy thing, but none of the posters because you want to know why? You want to guess why I didn't bring any of the posters or any of the things I have from the old setup? No, because none of them are on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're all outdated at this point. You know, in the background Oops. we've got a CJ jersey and a Gary Trent Jr. jersey. You know, I have a Myers Leonard jersey too. We don't need to get into Myers Leonard here, though. Yeah, uh, we don't. See. I've got we've got Damon Lillard jerseys in the house. We got the bad shot merch, which I guess is never going to go out of style. Um, we got a CJ McCollum poster. Uh, yeah, it's just everything in there is all outdated, which is unfortunate. But we got we got to get some new things for the new setup. But uh, yeah, that was a lot lot for just saying I'm in a new location. Yeah. Cody, what are you up to? Not much. Got a new haircut. Ready to talk about Damian Lillard here and oh, yeah, Blazers. Um, you know, I've just been seeing the same news all along how, oh, he saw the Heat are spicing up a trade for Tyler Hero. And I just keep vomiting in my mouth every time <laughs> I hear that. But I, um, not related to Damian Lillard, but before we talk about him, what happened today, I'm just saying Dame's got to be careful because he almost got into a little trouble already with the NBA saying that my. Miami was his only destination he wanted to go. And then we see James Harden today getting fined $100,000. That is a hefty fine for just a little comment that he said about his GM basically being a liar because he didn't give him a max contract. Just shows how Dame, it's going to be hard for Dame to be uh, an old tier. I like that last. James Harden's a yeah. crybaby. But um, it's going to be hard for Dame, I think, to be happy next season, whether he's on the Blazers and they suck or on an actual team that has a chance to contend, like I feel like the odds of Dame just being happy and where he wants to be next year are honestly really low. And I, I'm hmm. sad for him kind of. 
I think. Yeah. Well, the first thing I, I I don't remember if we I don't think this happened before last Tuesday, but he I, this could have been a long time, but of course the 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 internet sleuths out there uh, note notified Blazers Twitter that Damian Lillard unfollowed the Blazers on social media. Um, that's not I about that. that. That's not a that's wow. not a great sign. That's not a great sign. I mean, I, they also said sign. I don't think Scoots ever followed the Blazers, which people will probably say. People will say he's getting traded. And Nurk um, is selling his house, right? Isn't that isn't he selling his house? Oh, we talked about that last podcast because Mickey Mickey let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot yeah, of Nurk. little things happening here. And then uh, the other thing was, you know, Dame's been pretty active on his Twitter. Just you know. Like you said, Cody, being careful with the league and, you know, the league's, you know, hand like striking down and giving him fines or whatever. But he's been strategic and, you know, kind of imp- implying, implying Miami things. Um, and then like Bill Simmons, I was watching his podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast. He was talking about how the Blazers in Miami have had absolutely no communication and Blazers don't want to deal with Miami, which is just so interesting to me because I don't know. It's just from everyone else, at least who don't have actual sources, all the speculation is, you know, Dame will get what he wants and stuff. And who knows, man, Dame, who knows what Dame's thinking? I mean, he clearly wants to go to Miami, but I also think as time goes on and we've talked about this, there might be other teams that might possibly add to the list. For example, did you see the Minnesota idea? Yeah. Tossed around? Before you get into that, I want to ask a question because it relates to it. Because, yeah, all the reports are saying that nothing is going on with Miami. But it's not like we've seen reports of anything going on with other teams. Do you think, like, Joe is even doing anything right now? Not that he even should do anything. Like, what do you think is even going on in the Blazers' front office? Do you think they're just waiting for teams to come to them? No, I, I want, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did want to give him a round of applause for signing Moses Brown. We, we can't get into that. Funny thing is, yeah, we finally signed a Clap big guy, one that's the lightest of in the entire league. Um, I saw um, I saw a tweet where it was like, when the Blazers sign a big, he has the weight of a guard. <laughs> we good. did also it's sign good. another guard. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, exactly. uh, oh, Ashton Hakens, who I recognize from Kentucky. But that's besides the point. Mm. But, but like back to it. Yeah, sorry. What? I, I'm I am very curious because yeah, there's nothing going on with the Dame trade rumors, tr- trade talk. There hasn't been a second team that said like they're gonna try to make an offer. I, I really don't know yeah. what the holdup would be other than the fact that I, I do think in the ideal world, obviously Joe wants to honor what Dame wants, but yeah, at the same time, Joe has to do what's best for the team. <sighs> yeah. I assume when you were talking about Minnesota, you weren't talking about Dame getting traded there, or you were, or because I heard about Carl Anthony Towns, how we're apparently interested in him, and that kind of just blows my mind because probably the least desired player I would want at our team at this point in time. But um, that's what you meant, right? Cat, not Dame being traded there. Or was it both? Well, 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 even if it's both, both of those are just hideous. Um, Damian Lillard would not succeed in Minnesota any more than he does here, in my opinion. And even if he did... Okay, he's on a ten seed. He's a play-in team, and then he gets knocked out. It's like Minnesota's not not the best yeah, to get one. the job done. It is. That's an interesting one. I mean, yes. Do I think? I don't think Cat is a great fit for this team. Slash, I, I don't think he he is the guy 
that you get back that can really put you on the path for a championship. I don't think he's one of those guys, but from what Miami's been kicking around, like Cat looks like a absolute like I'd love Cat if it's compared to the, what Miami's offering. You know, I like uh, I hated the idea of Cat when we were in the thought process of we're trying to win. Like Cat's our big right. move. We were all like, we want Mikael Bridges, Jalen Brown, Zom, stuff like that. I I do think if you're if we are going the rebuilding route, and that is an offer, Cat plus probably a little more for Dame. I mean, I would listen to it because, I mean, a core of Cat and your guards is that's a really, really because Cat is still, I want, what is, is Cat still 25, 26? I don't know exactly. The issue with that is if you do bring Cat, Cat's not a good defender. And no, I mean, exactly. When you're, going exactly. Through a re, when you're going through a rebuild, you're not necessarily looking for team fit almost. You're, I mean, obviously you want to. But you're kind of just stacking assets at that point. And maybe we flip Cat. We let Cat come over here, average 30 and 10, and just go off and then flip him for more pieces. Who knows? But I did see that. And I don't know. That's that was kind of one of those teams that just kind of flew up out of nowhere just from a guy doing his podcast. I don't know how many legs it has, how much legs it has. Right. Um, But it is, it's an interesting one because I, you say that the Blazers would be, or not the Blazers, Dame in Minnesota would be pretty awful. I would say they wouldn't even be that. I think they would be a pretty. I don't think they're a championship yeah, I, team. No, it's, but that's, like that's team. the thing. That's the thing. Like Miami's is, Miami's the sweet spot in terms of like fit and like potential to win a championship because he, he which okay. Also, Dame was like, I want to go to a team that like isn't the isn't the front runner. And then people were kind of clowning. I'm like, dude, you're going to go to the defending Eastern Conference champs. So I'm like, like, come on, dog. But I, I hate uh, it when people do that. I, I get Dame said that, but Dame probably, Dame also said that with the assumption that he was going to, he was going to get a chance in Portland. So I, I don't reason, care. Dame can ask to go wherever he wants. Like, that doesn't mean we have to do it. The but, reason why I said um, Dame would not be a good fit in Minnesota is all Minnesota's kind of, First of all, from a city standpoint and market standpoint, similar to Portland, you know, tucked in up the top, kind of cold, cold, cold winters. Yeah. So not only do you have yeah. that, not that it actually means something, but even team construction, if we sent him to Minnesota, we would be getting cat, which means I guess Gobert would be their only big, if I'm not mistaken, if they're, they don't have a good backup, I don't think. It'd be him and Edwards. I mean, they're both, you know, awesome mentality. Um, Edwards killed it during the playoffs, so that would be deadly offensive tandem there up in Minnesota. But I just don't think they have the firepower to do to stir things up that much. I mean, um, Edwards is a scorer, so is CJ, you know. So, and Edwards is also undersized; he's six five, I think. So it just it just be I think a little redundant if. But we're a Blazers channel. We're supposed to be talking about our team, not Minnesota. But I just don't see why Damian Lillard would have any interest in going to Minnesota as opposed to, let's say, staying with us. Because there's always that chance that he still could. I think this will just be under the assumption that, like, this is like the Blazers doing what they want. And honestly, again, this is such a hypothetical, too. Like, we don't know if this is, this has legs, but. I think of the offers we've kind of gone over on this channel so far, I do think Cat was the best 
I mean, obviously, he's the best individual player you can get. I I mean, it's so hard. I, I don't want to say I don't want him because, like I said, he's the best player you can get. But he is just such a polarizing player that I just I don't know where I stand on Cat. He's like one of those guys that's like Big per. he's all star caliber, but he's all, he's he's honestly like a offensive version of Rudy Gobert. Like he his weak spots are so like pinpointed come like winning time, winning basketball time that I don't know. You oh, you're saying spots. you're just saying he, he gets exposed in the in the playoffs on the defensive end of the ball, but we well, we don't say but, but we don't play in. I was gonna say playoffs, but like this man hasn't played that many play. Like, well, well, no, but then, dude, and didn't also, did Minnesota we win the this championship? Man switching voices in his interviews with Brooke, saying, "We in Minnesota now, we in Minnesota," <laughs> and then he gets the whole zesty oh. voice, and <laughs> we don't even get that. That's just <laughs> that's just cringe, bro. But. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a big cat guy. I don't know. Cat, cat did did show me a lot um, when they won the championship, uh, or sorry, when they when they won the playing game. Yeah, that would be a good championship uh, category to bring. Uh, I'll never get old. Um, I got a I got a tweet for you. Um, I want I want a reaction. Actually, I was thinking earlier. I want to turn this into like a uh, a little segment on the show where it's like we need a name for it, but. I like read stupid tweets and you re- respond, react to it. Okay. So this tweet, um, let me give you some context on this guy. Um, pretty sure like Miami news beat writer. I don't know. He goes, he, he, he's quoting from uh, Brett Stiegel, who's a national NBA insider. He goes, while a deal does not appear to be imminent, the Miami heat have been internally discussing multi-team scenarios that would result in them not only landing Dane Lillard, but keeping star Tyler Hero as well. And people are like, Miami's package with Hero isn't good enough, and yet they think they can pull it off without him. What are your, what are your thoughts to that? Do you just think that is Pat Riley just throwing stuff to the media, Miami just throwing garbage out there? I think at this point with Miami, everything I see, I'm just going to be like, yep. just it's just so stupid. Just yep. I... Honestly, I still stand by the fact that I think Dame's going to find his way in Miami somehow. I have no clue how it's going to happen. But, like, everyone knows that if Miami's going to get Dame Lillard, they're going to be giving up a lot. I think everyone's come to that realization. So, whatever's thrown in the media, I mean, it holds no weight. Uh, Once we got past, like, one or two weeks of this trade saga, I'm just like, okay. Give me a real life report from Woj about a deal that could happen or a team becoming interested, or let me see the like, let the trade happen, and then we can start grading on if it's a good deal or not. Because I've seen so many different people say Hawkes is unavailable, Hero's unavailable. No, they're gonna they're willing to give out the whole the whole farm, which is not not a great farm, by the way. Let's let's not forget that. Uh, <laughs> or it's like uh, the Clippers are interested in they like. At the end of the day, everyone's interested in Dame. It's just yeah. no one wants to give up uh, their their gold chest for him. So, but and that's what we were talking about a long time ago. Is like that's what's so hard for Dame. Is like you're such a good player, you're gonna kind of damage the team you're going to because you're so valuable, and in a way at least. Now, and then, yeah. and then there's that also that other side where I don't even know if this has to do with it, but like teams. Are gonna use like obviously Dame is such a great player right now. He's coming off a 32 point per game season and he has a 71 point game. Like everyone wants that on the team. 
but these teams keep going like and and it's for good reason too but i think teams are probably abusing it at this point they're like well he's 33 years old and his contract's so big so we're not going to give you that much when in reality everyone knows that dame, we know dame's value dame's value is a of a star player of a all-star superstar caliber player it doesn't matter his age. It doesn't matter his contract because we've seen contracts like this get traded and big returns come in. So, again, we're getting repetitive about this whole thing, but I think Dame's going to bring in a great, great return. Well, actually, he sh- he he should bring in a great return. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know. It's <laughs> there's nothing really to talk about other than the the cat thing because that cat thing's super interesting, but. It's just so yeah. quiet on the Dame front. It's it's which is good. That's good. I'm I'm proud of Joe. I'm proud of Joe right now. Um, as I say, I'm proud of Joe. He could be working the phones for a god awful deal right now. Like who knows? We can't we can't put that by him. Um, let's transition a little bit into uh, the schedule release. Schedule came out um, recently. Cody, I'm going to ask you a question here because it's kind of has to do with Dame. It's it's, it's a good segue. But Blazers have one national television game. And it's against the Heat at home after the trade deadline. Which, <laughs> what is, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, the fact that just the, the um, NBA are so sneaky like that, bro. Come on. Yeah, the NBA, it's just so obvious. Blue sky on how purposeful <laughs> that decision was. Um, I mean, first of all, can we just start? One national televised game. I know we're Portland. I mean, and we've had Dame for many years now and we've always averaged not a lot i would like to say like maybe four or five televised games and then we dropped to one it's sad you know i understand it from a business standpoint but it's it's almost it's almost a slap in the face to have our one nationally televised game against miami because you just you just know that you just know the nba is just like all right damian lord's gonna make his debut return to moda and drop 50 on us and it's just yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, yeah, I think what, it's... What can I, I can't expect more than that, though. Well, let's not forget, guys. We have, like, four NBA TV games, which the NBA Council is nationally televised when everyone knows it's not because not everyone gets NBA TV. I still don't understand why they Dude, say the worst. Televised. The worst part about NBA TV is sometimes they do, like, calls from the studio. Oh, oh so, so bad. bad. So bad. Sorry. So bad. That's just a gripe. Uh, it's a gripe. But I'm very surprised that... Uh, the Scoot Wimby matchup matchup isn't on nationally televised. Speaking of, that might just be a game that we'll be attending, or one that of them. I know we play the Spurs. Um, we play the Spurs twice. Yeah, right let after me, Christmas. Let's let's go through the schedule. the The big, uh, like the big games, the notable games out of the schedule is obviously the open at the Clippers on October twenty fifth. So Scoot will make his debut in LA. Which is where the G League Ignite. I'm almost positive. G, I don't want to sound stupid here. I'm pretty sure the G League Ignite is in LA, based in LA. Um, so he'll make his return there. Then let's see. Our home opener is that next or that Friday, two days after we open against Orlando. Do we open up with a win at home? You never know. It's gonna. It's so weird, man. Uh, so obviously, weird. they have that in-season NBA tournament early December. Yeah, yeah. I forget our group, about that. I don't really even care about that, honestly. Until I think I'll care about it once it happens, but right now I obviously don't care. Um, our first NBA version of a nationally televised game, so NBA TV, is December 21st at home versus Washington. And then, obviously, we make our annual trip to Portland 
around Christmas, and we're looking at December 26th against Sacramento, and then back-to-back nights against San Antonio on the 28th and the 29th. So I think there's a great chance we see a Wimby game. Obviously, the first game against Wimby will be that December 28th game. Um, Some other notable games, obviously, that nationally televised game against Miami on February 27th. And other than that, I mean, last year we did our games of the year, and I'm just looking at these games. There's the, because the Blazers have had zero roster turnover this this season, this off season. Like they haven't signed one player. Well, they've obviously signed two now, but they haven't signed any notable players. They haven't made any notable trades. Um, there really isn't no homecoming returns, uh, which is a little disappointing because you obviously like to pinpoint games where you see certain people return. I mean, I guess we could talk about Moses Brown making his return to OKC. We could talk about... uh, There's actually one that I was just trying to think of. Uh, I can't even remember. But it is funny, because last year, I remember, I said, I think I said my game of the year was Blazers at Golden State on December 30th, because it was Gary Payton's return. And boy, was that game just not fun, because A, Gary Payton did not play, so there was no significance in that game whatsoever. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just unfortunate. I mean, our game of the year this year is going to be, in reality, the end of April, and we're battling for the fifth, fourteenth seed against the Rockets. It's just honestly, honestly, like April twelfth could be a bit, like if we do indeed tank, that could be a huge tank game against Houston. Second yeah. game of the year, second um, second to last game of the year. It's going to be weird not being as upset when we lose because we're like accepting a a plan that this franchise has, which by the way, like we've talked about, doesn't exactly like he's selling us. Joe Cronin is selling us on this light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. There's a light at the end of this tunnel, guys. We need to be bad. We need to draft well, and then we can go compete in four years. But where we are sitting right now, that tunnel is black. There is no light. We can't see any light. So right now we just have to trust. So it's it's gonna be weird, like being okay with losing. I mean, I'm never like I'm always upset when we lose, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just gonna be weird when there's a um like an incentive to lose. Like if we go start like four, if again this won't happen, but say we start ten and three again. I mean, we saw how bad we were after a ten and three start, but are, are we gonna do the same thing? Where it's like you know the Blazers might actually try to win this year. I mean, I I think we're gonna be. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna give that, people yeah. the heads up. I'm gonna give people the heads up. We're gonna be pretty like. I don't know, just not as optimistic this year. I'm not going to say pessimistic, but yeah. we're just not going to be as optimistic. I think this year especially, um, I honestly, uh, once we get in, get into the season and once we get, say, December, January, when we're truly under 500, like if we start out somehow 10 and 5, I mean, human nature in me, I'm going to be rooting for us to win because – you want to? I mean, I actually might not. I don't know. I really don't know how this is going to go because I just went through this with the Carolina Panthers last year, where I, was rooting, I wasn't rooting for them to win, and then they end up in a playoff run to end the year, and I'm like, oh, I wish they did win these games, but in reality, they needed to lose as many as possible. Um, but go ahead. And I think they're going to say there. I was going to say I think the Pan. This is unrelated. I think the Panthers are going to win that division. I, I'm being completely honest. I think you're going to win the division. Yeah, my Panthers. Um, my Panthers poster right there. Speaking of Whoops. speaking of other teams, big moment for Portland. I don't know if you guys follow the Timbers, but they just oh, fired, yeah. their, they just fired their head coach after they just got whacked. Maybe and like, Nathan. Like, how many years? I want to say like six or seven. Yeah, uh, he's 
been here. Deep. He was probably since 2018. So this is yeah, six. six yeah, well, is back. Yeah, after we get blown five zero to a, once you lose five zero to a, a bad team, I that's the epitome of why I got fired right yep. there. His whole thing. So, but um, I, I will say, you guys say there's no light. There, it's a dark tunnel this year, but I I can see a scotch of light. And do you, yeah, guys, scotch. Do, you, do you guys have the schedule pulled up or no? I don't. I Go do. ahead. It, well, I'll just say third game of the season, October oh, and, 29th. And Bede's, and Bede's return? And Bede's return to Philly. <laughs> we play at Philly, third game of the year. That very well could be a game of the year, boys. I'm just yeah, saying. Well, it won't. I mean, NBA is just. God, they're, so, they're so predictable with their schedule. I mean, I bet I could guess. You know, I could. I'm. I'm not even gonna look. I bet I can guess what two teams are playing opening night without even looking. I mean, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna guess the Lakers are obviously playing. gonna be playing either yeah, the Warriors or the opening night. There's two games. Okay, I'm the gonna Warriors guess the are. Lakers are in one of the games. The okay, okay just just let Cody guess. I'm gonna say, okay, it's obvious Lakers and Warriors. Um, and Nuggets. I'm gonna say the Lakers are playing Nuggets. I'm gonna say the Warriors are playing like, like the Celtics. Close. The Lakers really? play Denver. Well, the Lakers yep. play at Denver, and then the Warriors are home to the Suns. Yeah, well, so predictable. It's just um, <laughs> wait. Is so, that not what you said? Just, no. no, he said almost the said Celtics. No. Said Celtics. 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 Um, one thing that's going to be interesting about this year, and it obviously will take a a shift in perspective, but like we're going to be so bad, and we're just going to become numb to like numb to, to losing in a sense like our, our podcast this year it's going to be about it's going to kind of be it's going to be fun i think because it's not just going to be about wins and losses and you know just black and white it's going to be about like what did we see from this player what did we see from this player like the actually it's kind of cool because we're actually going to see from start until championship or start until you know inevitably they're done playing with portland and get traded like scoot Jaden. You know, all yeah, scoot shade. I was gonna say like Ant, but Ant's been here for a little bit. But it'll mm-hmm. be cool to just discuss like the development and where this team could be. And then the other cool thing is we're gonna lose so much that when we do win, like there's gonna be a few games where where we're gonna win and Scoot has like 45, and Bob's gonna be good because we don't win much. So you know, it'll be it'll be fun to to win a few times. You know, Scoot and Shade and like combined for like 65 or whatever and then like the next game we go to at golden state and they literally blow the doors off i like your um optimistic thoughts but um unfortunately we are in the worst spot of an nba team at the beginning of a rebuild but i like your words i like your words i was gonna say i was about to agree with you but then i'm just thinking in the back of the mind my mind we're 10 and 40 and we win a game we like uh, scoot and shading combined for 70 points and we win in double overtime over the Wizards. I think we'd be pissed if we win because that's going to be a big game that we'll probably need to lose. I'm going to like it's yeah. it's such a weird dynamic because like at the end of the day every game does matter in a winning but way or losing way. It'll be right. So weird. But but that's the thing like would you rather like and that's where the weird dynamic between winning and losing comes into play because are you going to you're if Scoot's having a huge game, but you need to lose, you're not going to bench him. I mean, you could bench him in the fourth quarter, but you have to walk a line between developing the guys and trying to lose. I mean, look at the Reds right now. The Reds are definitely a few years early, but they're winning baseball games with like a super young roster. 
it's probably not going to benefit them, but it will in the sense they're getting like valuable experience. So I'm not, I'm not going to be rooting for a loss, Yeah, but it's just going to be kind of nice that it's just going to be like a win-win every night, like lose good. That's what we're supposed to do. That's good for our future. Win, it's good vibes for the night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to look at it optimistically because I'm not going to look at it through wins and losses. So by not looking at it through wins and losses, it's much easier to be optimistic because you can always find like little silver linings mm-hmm. in each game, which I'm excited about. I'm actually going to mm-hmm. watch basketball. Now I'm actually going to watch these games and watch like the development of players. Okay. I'm going to be more interested. I'm going to be more interested in how did Scoot come off that ball screen and how did he read that defense as opposed to Frick, he missed the shot. Now we need to get a stop because we're down seven to the Hornets in a November game. Like, and it's, I have it's kind of over matter. PRA. Yeah. And, uh, sure. and the ticket prices should be significantly cheaper for point. me when I'm in Portland. Know. And for you that's, guys, too, that's good. Time. That's good and bad. I think it's well, it's good personally, but low but key from, though, that, that, that Wimby game the day after Christmas is going to be, I think it's going to be cheap. That's so weird, dude. That's, I just thought about that this year. The game, the day after Christmas, is going to be Scoot versus Wimby. 365 days before the day after Christmas, we were sell. Dame was getting a standing ovation and a post-game like celebration for being the all-time crazy. That's NBA good. is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's and this year, that was also a game Nurk had like six threes. That was insane. And then this year, it's going to be. He thought he was freaking Steph and kept shooting the rest. <laughs> this year, it's going to be. Um, us paying two bands to watch the 12 seed Spurs take on the 14 two seed Blazers. Two, ba- two bands to watch Wemby destroy us. But uh, going back awesome. to that, going back to that point you had, West, about we're kind of going to be watching it through a different lens. It, it will be, I do think, in a funny way. I'm going to, especially more than these last two years, I'm probably going to almost enjoy watching it more because obviously you're not going to have this thought in the back of your head like we have to win these games uh obviously the years we made the playoffs were more enjoyable but these last two years have been such grinds where we want to win but deep down we know this team is not good enough to win and you're still rooting for that hard and then you just have to flip the switch come march and be like okay now i want them to lose every game like sure in the long run we want to lose every game next year most likely this is again again, this is all assuming Joel Embiid is not in a blazer uniform for going back home on October 29th at Philly at 4 30 p.m. Pacific time on a Sunday. Okay. Yep. That could still happen. That's in the back of my mind. I'm keeping that date open. <laughs> but I do think it'll be fun watching young guys improve. And I kind of wanted to get into this discussion a little bit because I was reading an article and it was on ESPN. It was ESPN analysts kind of predicting awards for this year. And I want you guys to guess the two Blazer players and which awards they were connected with that were on that list. They now that one guy I think was All right. third and third, and one guy was like fifth in the votes for an award. Okay, so rookie, right? Scoot for rookie of the year, yeah, and then Scoot third. Surprisingly, they have Chet as the uh, favorite on his. That makes sense. Um, oh, like over other one. Um, I think the I think the other one's got to be like. Shaden most improved most or improved Ant most player. improved? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Ant most improved. He yeah. was, the, he was yeah. the, I mean, He's and I, I honestly, I really like that shout because I don't think Shaden is going to be, like, obviously when you win most improved, it's because you're putting up points. No one cares if you're improving your rebounds and assists in your defense because the sexy number is points. That's why 
Desmond Bain or John Morant won most improved, even though it should have been Desmond Bain. Who won most improved last year? I don't even remember. That's why CJ won most improved when he did. Uh, and I remember nice. saying in our hot takes podcast, obviously my we each gave our individual hot take. Cody said Scoo was going to win rookie of the year. West, you said Dame's not going to get traded until 2024, which is starting to look, again, day by day we go. It's looking better and better. And then I said the Blazers were going to have the first overall pick next year. But the one I want, I, I was so close to going with was Anthony averages like 28 to 30. And I think that's, I I think Anthony Simons is going to going like, obviously he's going to be the like best player on the team in terms of NBA experience and the counting stats. But I think Anthony Simons is going to about to completely show out. I think, I honestly think, and I think this could be a very hot take, but at the end of the year next year, people are going to be looking at Anthony Simons as the guy next to Scoot or the guy, maybe not next to Scoot because they might not fit. You might have to go with Scoot and Shaden. But I do think people are going to think Anthony Simons is going to be a better player throughout his career than Shaden. And I, th- I think that's uh, something that people don't want, don't say at all because Shaden has all these intangibles. But Anthony Simons has proven he can do it on the NBA level. I mean, when Dame didn't play last year, I think he averaged like 27 and 6. I think Anthony Simons, like, if I was to put in one bet for the Blazers next year on an award, I would probably put it on Anthony Simons when most improved over Scoot Rookie of the Year. Yeah, well, it's I like that scout. It's just going to be hard because they're going to be like so bad. Like if the same logic there, you could also apply to like Jordan Poole in Washington in a way, you know. And I uh, definitely yeah, think, I agree. I think yeah, like I just don't know. Team success always plays a factor in awards, and if the Blazers are going to be as bad as advertised, like they're just going to be like, oh, it's empty stats. You know, it it doesn't matter. Blah blah blah. Yada yada. I, I think that's a good good bet though because I think Ant is going to get his numbers because yeah i don't know it's weird though because we still have jeremy man i always forget that jeremy's yeah. still here um That's weird. like we have the the ant shaden scoot jeremy like there's talent on the roster there's just no fit at all because we refuse to sign bigs which is probably a strategy to keep this team like bad because if you went and signed like a competent backup big to plug and play as the five. I mean, this team could end up just walking into some, into a couple more wins than you would like. And having just a absolute, just dog water five and a backup five is, is key for this team's, for this team's uh, failures this year. So if you, uh, you know, if you look at the odds for most improved player, surprisingly, the leading odds getter is Mikhail Bridges. I mean, I guess technically his counting stats weren't what they were in Brooklyn last year, so I guess they're expecting him to keep that. But Shaden's actually higher. Shaden's plus 2,200. Anthony is plus 3,500. <laughs> oh, oh, when I was scrolling through looking at odds because they have like all the awards on here. <laughs> you can bet this guy at plus 15,000 to win MVP. He's a former Blazer, and he stepped out of bounds in game five. That's <laughs> CJ McCollum to be the MVP of the league. The fact that that's there, I think plus 15,000 is nowhere near good enough odds about that. That needs to be yeah. like bet a dollar to win 50,000. But that's or a million. That's crazy. I don't think Simon, um, Simon's had a good year last season. I'd be surprised. I'm surprised people think he could win most approved player. I thought I was saying to myself, this would, this was 2021 to 2022. Mm-hmm. 
Ant's improvement in that year, I was saying if we had a better record, how he would be in the running for that. And I think I want to say February or maybe January this year, or um, yeah, 2023. No, sorry, 2022. We were saying, or the NBA was saying, Ant was in the leading for most yeah. of the player. He was. Yeah, I remember that. Like he was the easiest odds. Yeah, getting my dates confused, but nonetheless, I think Ant had a really good season last season. So, and I think he will obviously improve. But he had solid numbers. He had over twenty. He was close to a forty percent three point shooter. It would be pretty hard for him, in my opinion, to win most approved player. But if he did, oh my gosh, that would be buttery skewer. That'd be delicious. Yeah, because uh, now I remember now it was Shea last year, and that's because Shea jumped from like yeah. twenty six to thirty two points. Like I, I mean, you got to and think- also kind of kept his team competitive. In true, sense, but- true. Um, but. I mean, Ant went. Ant could go from. I mean, last year his numbers dipped from, or didn't dip, but they weren't like the twenty-three points per game he was averaging to end the twenty twenty-one year, or in the games when Dame was out. What did he average? Probably twenty twenty-one last year. Like if he's averaging twenty-eight or twenty-nine, because again, someone's got to score the ball on this team. This team's not scoring forty points a game. They're gonna score. They're gonna score like a like. I think there'll be a fine offense. Honestly. I think defensively we're going to be pretty atrocious, but I mean we're accustomed to that. Like we always are. Yeah, we're not. It's not going to be anything shocking. But if he's averaging 28, 29, that puts him top 10 score, maybe top five score in the league. And then suddenly people are talking about how Anthony Simons is the best young score in the NBA. When I mean, like I'm just thinking narrative wise too. I just don't want to. Like you got like Shaden averaging 18 next year, even though we only averaged what probably eight last year. Like even though that's a bigger jump. People are going to look at that twenty-eight number and think that's sexier than Shaden's. But I agree, we'll have to be a. Yeah, we're just going to lose. Do we have to we're be just a good team lose. for us to hit that? For yes, to think, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We're, we're just going to lose. Um, if okay, I have a question for you guys. If um, twenty nineteen, we're in the Western Conference Finals. That's the beginning of the timeline in this situation. This, this question, and current day is the end of this timeline. What moment were you? Deep down, knew that we were done. There's no way that this team can win a championship. Maybe you can define it in a game, or you remember yeah, a play. I got you. Play. I got you. Something. I got you. Just, just um, like confirm me, yourself. Yeah. Um, it was losing game. Either one really plays here. You could say game five, but 2021 losing at home in game six to Denver, um, and then kind of just. It was really obviously. I I thought we could defend home court, but I thought like Dame pouring out fifty five in Game Five to steal it on the road, and we couldn't get it done with him probably arguably having a top five playoff game of all time, and we still couldn't win. He was like, "Yeah." It, from that moment on, I was like, "If Dame's performing like that, and we can't get out of the first round, we're we're cooked." So yeah, Game Five, twenty nineteen. I mean, twenty twenty one. For me, if we're talking like my you're saying when you realize that they weren't going to win a championship with Dame or like they're like the Blazers. Yeah. The Blazers aren't winning a championship. Yeah. The Blazers. My, my heart tells me literally once we drafted Scoot Henderson, because obviously Mm -hmm. in the very back of my mind, I was like, we could trade for a star player and completely turn around this franchise. And that star and Dame could do some special things next year. And we're in a championship window. But if I'm honestly being honest, 
it was probably once we signed CJ McCollum to maybe his second extension in like 2018 or 2019. Because so before the 2019, you're going just... honestly. I mean, did obviously in our hearts we we think the Blazers could win a championship, but do you really think we could have ever won a championship in 2019? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess we could have beat the Warriors, but we're saying that if we were healthy. I mean, what if the Warriors were healthy? We, they didn't have KD. True, true. But that's well, you, that's you how. Luck. But that's how the yeah, that's how the Raptors won. No, I know, but I don't think like. I mean, we we were up twenty plus points in three and most of those games and got swept. Like it was, you know, I still get you know people were like, oh, got swept in the conference finals by KD less Warriors team. Like, well. A KD last Warriors team still has um, Wardell yeah. Curry and uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, <laughs> but yeah. so. but yeah, if I'm being honest, like we were probably we were never winning a championship with Damon CJ. If yeah, I had yeah. to give a different one, it would probably be, um, yeah, I mean, it'd probably be Game Five. I mean that that, that game, game Five six. game. Just I remember watching that game and even just us just pouring out so much just like not like emotion could be a stupid word but like just so much energy into that game like dame is having a historic game right now we can steal this and then we're like go like end of regulation i'm like oh we're cooked dame pulled us back pulled us out of the abyss first overtime pulled us out of the abyss and like he was carrying and like no one else could do anything Demacol steps out of bounds. Robert Covington yeah. missed dunks. Like, what are we one doing? for 18 in double overtimes. The Blazers, wow. oh. the rest of the team. Um, I have one that's kind of, I just remembered it. It's kind of sad. Well, I always thought we could win. Like the, at the beginning of this year, when we were 11 and 4, I generally thought like we had a chance to do it. But this was in, um, this was in 2020. Blazers glasses off of you. <laughs> this was in 2020. When we were in the bubble. It was actually a win. <laughs> we won a game. And I was like, yeah, we're not winning a chance. Oh, was it? It was against the like Mavericks. Mav, Mav, yeah. We dropped. We dropped. Dame dropped Dame sixty-one, and we dropped one hundred fifty points, and we couldn't. When we won by one, it's like, bro, how are you going to win a championship? Honestly, you have to drop one hundred fifty points. I, I thought we were about to go on a big playoff run once we won Game One against the Lakers. I'm not going to lie. I remember all the talking shows were like, Damian Lillard, the bubble MVP, is going to be the like he's going to win like. The Lakers don't so bad for Dame, dude. Yeah. Okay. That's just. I feel so bad for Dame that this dude's like crowning achievement in the league is bubble MVP. Dude, I feel bad because that's just so unfair. But I really want him to just get traded because I want to stop talking about him at this point. I want to start. I want to start giving the new like Scoot more love because I mean, there's not much we can talk about Scoot right now, obviously. But he, I mean, he deserves us to talk about. I mean. Once we get closer to the season, we'll obviously get into that. But anything else you guys have on the schedule, Dame rumors, just anything in general before we wrap? Um, over under the Blazers don't have an over under win total right now because Dame's do, future yeah. with the team is still up in the air. But I was looking at other terrible teams. The Wizards have the worst total at twenty three and a half. So I'll say without Dame, over under twenty five and a half wins for this Blazers squad. Under. I'm gonna have to say under. I'm just gonna, st- uh, yeah. I mean, unless you give me an atrocious number like in the teens, I'm gonna say under because I 22 and a half, the worst in the league. 22 and a half. The Wizards are 23 and a half. The, the Hornets are like 26 and a half. 
Uh, yeah, I'll say over. I think we get like okay, it's 23, 24. 20s. Okay. Um, but I don't. I I think if we were going full steam the whole season, we could like get a low thirties if we wanted to. Um, we'll we'll play a quick game to end it. You guys can uh work together here. This will just be based on odds for all these awards. I'm gonna give you two players. You're gonna tell me who you, or coach for coach of the year. Who do they think is has a higher odds, better odds to win these awards? Just, just for the record, one quick thing. So we were ten and three, or whatever. Yeah. Nope. Um. Or no. What was it? Eleven and three. Think eleven and four. Three. Eleven and four. Eleven and four. We were eleven and four, right? Ten and three is better. But what? Yeah, excellent. Eleven and four, whatever. Um. Yeah, so we finished the year like twenty-two and fifty, or whatever it is. Something wild. That's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, sorry. Well, go ahead. Okay, so we'll go with MVP first. Do you think Steph Curry or Jason Tatum has higher odds? Jason Tatum, right, Wes? As in higher, as in better. Who has better odds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'll go. I'll go Tatum. Yeah, it's probably Steph. Though. You said Tatum. Uh, actually, I'll say Steph since Cody said Tatum. Tatum has better odds. He is plus nine hundred. He has the fifth best odds. Curry has the seventh best odds at plus fourteen hundred. Nice. Do we think Jimmy Butler or Trey Young has higher odds? I keep saying higher, better odds. For MVP? Higher can confuse people for MVP. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is plus 6,000. Trey Young is plus 2,000 in the top 10. What? <laughs> that is yeah. a terrible bet. Dude, that is. I think they're thinking Jimmy's going to kind of play the regular season slowly. Um, let's go to. Uh... Most improved player. Do we think Jordan Poole or we'll just go Jordan Poole or Anthony Simons? Who has higher odds? Better odds. Or most, more improved? Probably Jordan Poole. No. No, I'm going to say Simons. Jordan Poole. I, I'll say Poole. I was going to say Simons. This isn't fan voting. This is pure stuck with your gut, Cody. Jordan Poole is plus 2,000. And like I said earlier, Simons is plus 3,500. Um, I mean, Jordan Poole's going to be getting shots, man. He's going to be getting Jordan shots. Poole. But they're going to be really bad. Now that I think about it, yeah, that makes sense. But that does not mean that we think that Anthony is worse. All right, we'll do a couple more. Let's go. Hmm. Would you let's do coach of the year? Coach of the year is tough. All these guys are pretty close to each other. Let's go with say the team after two. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Hmm. Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins or OKC head coach Mark Dangolt? Dan. Dagnalt, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Mark. Oh, oh OKC. Okay, yep, I'm up to agree. Yeah, OKC okay, has the best odds at plus 700. Jenkins is plus 1400. 
We'll do one more. Let's go rookie of the year. Let's go uh, Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Scoot. Scoot, yeah. Yeah, Scoot's plus 400. Brandon Miller's plus 1,500 in second. Um, well, isn't it Chet, Wimby, Scoot? Yes. Chet it actually Wimby? might be different now. No, it's it's changed back. Maybe the odds were on a different website. Maybe it was like Fandle or something, but Wimby is minus 120 to win right now. It was ESPN That's that predicted. Horrible bet. Do not bet um, Chet is plus 300 and Scoot's plus 400. So if you're betting a player to win an award. If you're betting you a player to win an award, the only way I'm doing it is if it's like a long shot. I'm not betting a player on like plus 650. I'm not betting Joel Embiid to win an MVP at plus 650. Like, unless you're putting an enormous amount of money where your payout makes sense. I mean, if you're putting that much, we don't need to get into betting. We're kind of past the whole betting thing, guys. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to do it for the pod, guys. Is that it? Yeah, well, so I got. Uh, hopefully, Dames is still a blazer next pod when we do this next week. I, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll run or, it back. Or next hopefully, week or hopefully talk. he's not a blazer. Yeah, hopefully, sense. either he's play. not a blazer or Joel Embiid is a blazer. But that'll do it, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to go follow our Instagram, Twitter, and our TikTok, especially our TikTok, because we have a lot of NBA content on there, trivia, guessing stuff, drafts, all of the above. So make sure to go follow our TikTok if you're listening on Spotify. Um, Make sure to give us a five stars if you're watching on YouTube. Please give us a like. We would appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you for next week's podcast. Uh, thanks, guys. Peace.